The biggest hurdle between me and eating healthy, delicious meals for lunch is decision fatigue. Honestly, by the time lunchtime rolls around, I've already made like a thousand decisions from what my toddler should wear to how much I want to argue with her about how you have to brush your teeth in the morning, you know? <laughs> for sure, for sure. No, I absolutely agree. And like I have taken to doing meal preps or like buying a bunch of ready to eat meals to like heat up quickly. And I recently tried Factor. And let me tell you, Factor is like 12,000 steps above and beyond any ready to meet eat meal I have ever tried before. That's right. Eating better is easy with Factor's delicious ready to eat meals. Every fresh, never frozen meal is chef curated, dietitian approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. And there are more than 60 add ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. What are you waiting for? Get started and get after your goals. I tried the two-minute meals where I could fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat wherever you are. And they also offer pancakes, smoothies, and more. There's a wide variety of easy options throughout the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Plus, there's no prep and no mess. Factor meals are ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup required. Factor is also flexible for your schedule. You can get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Factor is the perfect solution when you're looking for fast premium options with no cooking required. And you don't want to make any more decisions because you're exhausted, like me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Factor is less expensive than takeout and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash justbreakup50 and use code justbreakup50 to get 50% off. That's code justbreakup50 at factormeals.com slash justbreakup50 to get 50% off. Welcome to Just Break Up, the podcast about love, heartbreak, and all the relationship advice you don't want to hear. My name is Sierra DeMolder. And I'm Sam Blackwell. And today we're going to answer a letter from somebody who is trying to navigate new co-parenting. But before we begin, we just want to give you our Surgeon General's warning, which is that Sierra and I are not licensed mental health practitioners. Nope. We are not professionals. We are not trained in this. We are not even robots. <laughs> so it's a throwback to Monday's please episode. Please take our advice. <laughs> <laughs> Please take our advice as you see fit. We're only here to offer our humble and human musings to hopefully shed some underpin, uh, shed some understanding and maybe some laughs on the incredibly rewarding but mostly confusing experience that is love. All right, I'm going to dive into today's letter. It is from Little Hobbit, whose pronouns are she, her, who is writing to us from Leaving the Shire. Hello, Sam and Sierra. I can honestly say that this show has helped me grow and explore my emotional self in ways that have truly helped me feel more safe and more secure as a person. So I have maybe a baby pickle, a snackum, if you will, and any insight will be so helpful. I'm taking a big leap. I'm 32 and in a fantastic relationship of almost one year now with my loving partner, M, they, he, 37. M is the most gentle, caring, and attentive person I have ever met. We met online through social media site, thank algorithm gods, 
and have been long distance for the last 11 months with monthly visits and daily FaceTime calls. We are 11 hours apart, which it could honestly be worse having met by chance randomly. And I have made the choice to uproot and move to be with my partner. They are my person and I have no doubt about this love and this new chapter. M is divorced with two young kiddos, which is why I'm making the choice to move, even though I do love my current life in my little mountain range to the West. M has been divorced for two years and has done a lot of processing work. They go to therapy and also see a co-parenting counselor who they have even set me up with sessions for since I'm new to dating someone with kids and will be stepping into the role of, quote, stepmom. It's been so helpful and I've been overwhelmed at times, but M and the counselor have helped me to adjust. Now for my little pickle. M does not really speak with his ex-wife beyond monitored text to schedule out pickups and any kid info. They have not seen each other in person since the divorce. M went through a lot of grief and hurt during the divorce, which they have been very open with me about. And the main reason M does not have more of a friendly relationship with their ex is they hold a lot of hurt still around the trauma of the separation. What I'm wondering is, should I have communication with their ex-wife even if they do not? I guess I want to make sure that their ex feels like she can reach out to me if she ever needs to to regarding the children. And since I'm going to be very involved in these kids' lives, I feel like I want her to know her kiddos are around a loving and caring person. I never want to villainize a fellow woman, and there are always two sides to a divorce. I deeply respect and understand my partner's emotions around this, and I equally see why the two of them were not good for each other. And I respect his ex's choice as well, though she was hurtful in ways that pain me for my partner. My partner isn't putting pressure on me in any way to view their ex as a bad person at all and has never made me feel the burden of holding their pain too. But I guess I'm just not sure what is an appropriate Thing for me to do in this instance? Should I say hi and meet her? Should I wait for her to reach out? And if she doesn't, then there is no need. It's a small town of only 7,000 or so. And we've already had the awkward see each other at the grocery store and hide bump-ins. I kind of feel like I'm walking into a room and all heads are turning. And I'm just not sure how to navigate this aspect of becoming a stepmom to kids and living as a brand new and living in a brand new state and town and being the new kid. Any insight at all would be helpful. And thank you always for your thoughts. Lots of love, Little Hobbit. Thank you so much for writing to us, for asking us this question. Um, I just want to say that I, I feel uh, I feel a lot of empathy for the fact that you're navigating something really new um, and, and wondering if this is the right step to be taking. What should I be doing differently? Right. Um, because you're learning something brand new to you in this moment. So of course there's a lot of uncertainty. Of course, there's a lot of places where you're like, should I be doing this? Should I not? Um, and there's no like manual for how to come into a new relationship as a potential stepmom, as somebody who has to navigate co-parenting with another person that they don't know, right? There's lots of different things that are sort of up in the air in this moment. So I feel I feel that uncertainty. I really empathize with it. Um, and I don't know that Sierra and I are going to be able to provide you with like 
certainty in this moment. Um, but we will offer some musings, some thoughts, some reactions to what you have asked us. And hopefully that'll offer some perspective that might be helpful for you. But before we do that, we're just going to take a quick break. All right, y'all know that Sam and I record every single episode of Just Break Up virtually. So I literally see this beautiful person on Zoom like multiple times a week. And every time Sam pops up into Zoom, I comment on their outfit. And I swear, like 99% of the time, I'm like, oh my God, that outfit is so cute. Where did you get it? Sam says quince. You too can upgrade your wardrobe with luxury essentials at unbeatable prices. Quince is here to transform the way you shop with a range of high quality items priced within reach. That's right. They have 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middle person and passes that saving on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Y'all have heard me talk about my leather bag that I use as both a laptop bag and a diaper bag. And I love it because (laughs) (laughs) honestly, it looks really cute in every single circumstance that I use it. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash just break up for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E.com slash just break up to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash just break up. All right, head and heart workers, you know, I'm all about tackling our money shame and becoming fiscally empowered, regardless of how much money we make or how much debt we have. I think it's such a crucial step in our own self-acceptance and empowerment. That's why I love that today's episode is sponsored by Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. With Rocket Money, you can see all of your subscriptions in one place. And if you see something you don't want, you can just cancel it with a tap. You never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled unwanted subscriptions. And listen, we always talk to you about like conflict styles and open and honest communications, but honestly, save your energy and get Rocket Money to cancel those subscriptions for you. <laughs> Stop wasting yeah. you money. You don't need to practice that. Yeah. We don't need to do head and heart work with like customer service representatives. You know what I mean? Like just like... Use the middle person. (laughs) Just get Rocket Money in there to help you do what you need to do. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. That's rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. Rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. All right, my darling. Thank you so much for writing and trusting us with this letter and for the thoughtfulness and the 
sense of importance that you're bringing into this um, life transition, you know, a transition that isn't just for you and your romantic partnership, but for this family unit. Um, It is something that I think a lot about now, especially as a new parent, Um, not that I am on the uh, edge of separation or anything, but having not fully understood the complexity of having to co-parent after separation. Like, you know, I just, I couldn't have fully imagined it before I had children. I, I still can't, you know, I still can't fully embody that. But now I just understand that much more what a, a huge labor of love it must be that puts, can put many parties in really difficult positions, um, especially when there's hurt involved. So just general shout out out there to people who are co-parenting or people who are took on parenting roles or who are navigating a separation right now. Um, I, I have a lot of empathy um, and, and respect for people uh, trying to navigate that with love and respect. Um, and, and you, and I, I see you putting the same, um, do respect into this process. And I see you coming into this small town and this family unit and saying, I don't want to step in on anyone's toes. I don't want to do this the wrong way. I want this parent to know that I am a safe space for their children. Um, And yeah, it's a little tricky because I feel torn. I feel, I feel pulled in two different directions. There is a part of me similar to you, little hobbit that like wants to always be the person who who breaks the awkwardness and goes across the room and says hi to somebody at a party. Like, I will be that person. Even if that person makes me uncomfortable or whatever, I would, ra- I would rather dispel the discomfort by, like, breaking it a little, by being like, done, we're done, we've talked to each other, now we don't have to talk to each other for the rest of the night. <laughs> you know what I mean? We've acknowledged each other, it's cool, I'm fine. Um, I also like, you know, like to be the bigger person in that situation, whatever that means, you know, like it makes me feel a little bit more secure to know, like, you know what, it's not going to kill you if you go up and talk to that person. And in this situation, I think I would feel similarly that there's this, there's this invisible thread tying you to this woman, right? And you don't know her life. You don't know her pain. You don't know her parental style. You don't know how she carries this separation. Um, But still, you're threaded together in this sort of obtuse way. Um, So I feel torn between your instincts of reaching out. And also, uh, I think my stronger instinct is one of just Waiting a little bit um, and prioritizing your romantic relationship with your partner and and sort of following their lead, not following their lead in that you need to snub this ex or not talk to them, but following their lead in that your partner and their ex will always be these children's primary parents, hypothetically. I don't know the situations of these people at all. I'm just, I'm hypothesizing, you know, but how about this? In the story of these children's lives, um, 
these these two parental figures are going to be part of their origin story. And for right now, especially because your relationship is so young and fresh, I know you've been together for a year. Um, I know that was long distance, so there was a lot of work and intentional energy put into it. And I also know that you're not babies, you know, like this is, this is an adult relationship, you know. Um, but since your relationship is still only a year old and you haven't lived together yet, I would prioritize making that partnership and that um, integration into their family unit, into their home, into their daily life as healthy and stable and um, secure as possible so that when you do cross paths with this person or feel like it's the right time to reach out, which I'm not sure when that would ever be, but we can get back to that. Um, then you can really say, look, we have that. I'm building this with your children. I'm building this sense, this mutual respect, this shared language, this shared experience. And I'm a safe place, not just for them, but for you. I will respect your parental choices. If, you know, if you have, you know, if if she wants you to do X, Y, and Z with them, and and that's within the realm of a healthy parental choice, then you can show this parent that you would you would support her parental choices as well. Does that make sense? I mean, this is all very tricky. And and Sam and I forgot that we wanted to say like a general caveat, as we do to many episodes, <laughs> that like these are just like our instincts and like vague opinions, but. We've never been in this situation, and we know that there are, are probably going to be a lot of strong feelings about this situation, particularly from people who are in a co-parenting relationship or mm -hmm. a step-parent relationship. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I think that that is really the the sort of the crux of it is that like each co-parenting, step-parenting relationship is going to look different because all of the people involved are really different. So I don't think that there's like a go-to handbook that says like, here's the exact right thing to do. Um, because, you know, I think, I think at least from my perspective and like, I'm guilty of this too. Let me say it from my own perspective. I would go into this situation, I think like you, where it's like, oh, these two can't be friends with each other because of all of their history, but I can do it, right? Like, because I have been to therapy or because like I'm a nice person or because it's like I can understand multiple perspectives. It doesn't impact me. And then often what I find when I try and sort of not necessarily insert myself into it, but like when I try and maybe do that bridge or like find a way to sort of be part of it, but not super part of it is that I immediately get mm -hmm. covered in all of the shit that's happening between the two people, right? Like, it's like, we think we can go in there and just be like, nope, I'm going to be shellacked. All of this shit's going to slide right off me. And I'm going to, I'm going to remain pretty and I can hold both of their hands. Is that like, we're never shellacked. Mm -mm. We're just then covered in shit, right? Like <laughs> we are just, we are immediately part of whatever dynamic is going on between these two people and our capacity to be able to bridge or be able to like be in relationship with both is inherently impossible because we are always tied to one person over the other person, right? Like you, when, if push comes to shove, you're going to be on your husband's or your partner's side more than you're going to be on this other, this woman's side, right? Like, because that's the, the dynamics of the relationship. 
So I think I'm, what I'm trying to tell you is that I think that navigating this relationship with this X is going to be much more complicated than I'm just going to rise above it, right? I'm just not going to participate in it. I'm able to see multiple perspectives because things are way more complicated than that when they actually happen in relationship with real people, right? So <clears throat> want to name that first of all. And then secondly, I want to name the fact that each of these different co-parenting, step-parenting relationships are different and yours is going to have to be developed over time, but it needs to be developed in partnership with your partner, right? Like you don't get to decide, at least in my opinion, I'm just going to say this out loud. You don't get to decide what your relationship with this ex looks like. Your partner and you get to decide that together, right? Because in the reality of this, like the important relationship here or like the importance here is that those two figure out a way to co-parent their children together in partnership with you. And, and my concern here is that what your husband's feeling about, or not your husband, sorry, I keep calling him your husband, but like in my head, you're already married. If that is something that you're going to be doing, uh, your partner here, right? Like what are his wants in terms of how you interact with this person, right? What are his feelings about what's going to be the best way for you to, to develop a relationship with this woman? What are his thoughts or feelings about whether or not he's ready for you to be a custodial parent of these kids, right? Like a parent who like is an act, like an actual step parent who's like taking care of them and picking them up and all of this different stuff, right? The, the, the dynamics of your relationship with this ex are going to have to evolve based on how you are integrating into this family unit that has existed before you and has a whole bunch of dynamics that you're going to need to know much more deeply than I'm just going to come in and be friends with everyone, right? So I think the important thing, like Sierra said, is to be spending time with your partner talking about what is co-parenting between the two of you look like? Is co-parenting something that's actually going to happen or... And also like building relationship with these two kiddos who are going to see you as somebody who's like coming into their house and is disrupting in some way, right? No matter how much they like you. And so all of those things need to be integrated together and not just like one-off things like, oh, I'm going to establish a relationship with the mother because the relationship with the mother is inherently tied to your relationship with your partner and your relationship with these two kiddos and the relationships of these kiddos with their mom and the relationship of, of your partner with his ex, right? Like it's all a family unit now. That's what you're signing up for, right? You're not signing up for a, a, a relationship. You are signing up for a, an intensely convoluted dynamic between lots of different people. And it's great. Like, I'm. don't get me wrong. Like, I totally think you're equipped to handle that. And I think that it's going to be something that's beautiful for you. But I want you to see it in that complication and not just like, a, I'm going to go in and I'm going to fix everything or I'm going to go in and I'm going to be in relationship with all these people and it's going to be squeaky clean and fine, right? Like, it's going to be really messy. And you should trust the people who have been in this mess the longest to help you navigate that mess without causing too much shit to stir up. Yeah, that is so true. Um, and and also giving grace to everyone involved that this is going to be a period of adjustment. You know, um, this is going to be a period of great transition. And with transition comes crunchiness and discomfort and uncertainty. And so I think, you know, 
a big takeaway for me is just like, you don't need to know what your relationship with this ex is going to be yet. You know, you don't need to have all of the answers. You don't need to be a perfect step parent if that is the designation that you're going to have. You know, you can just take it one day at a time and learn the best that you can. Um, I know that this is going to be a lot and I know you're going to be great at it. And also you don't have to be perfect at it. You don't have to, like Sam says, you don't have to be the shellacked peacemaker who knows all the answers and who automatically makes the children fall in love with you. Like that's a really high expectation of yourself. Um, and I just want to say like, um, you know, I think that Sierra and I have like, maybe, I think we've been trying to toe the line of the importance of the the dynamic uh, between this, like parents, these two parents and, and these two kids. And I do want to say that like your integration into this family unit is deeply important and your role in these kids' lives, if you continue to be in this relationship and you choose to be a step parent to them is going to be critically important as well. So I don't want to like diminish step parents out there or people who are co-parenting with, you know, mixed families or whatever it might be or blended families, because like all of those roles are, are absolutely important. And like the primacy of biology is something that Sierra and I often push back against. Right. So like, just because these parents biologically came from this woman doesn't mean that they are necessarily like makes her like more important or whatever it is. But I do want to say that like the, the relationship that these kids have with their mom and with their dad is something that is deep rooted, that is going to continue to be important to them. And you coming into that is also important, also something to be considering and can you can develop deep and meaningful relationships with these two kids, but that it shouldn't come at the expense of or in any way sort of try and disrupt what's really important to them, which is having a relationship with both of their parents. Yes. Um, yeah, I think you said that perfectly. All right, my darling, um, good luck. This is an exciting time. Um, this is a transitional time for every single party involved. Keep that in your heart. Um, and um, and good luck. We hope this helps. For sure. Absolutely. Thanks for writing. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, if you would like more content from us or if you would like ad-free episodes, you can support us on Patreon. If you support us on Patreon for as little as $5 a month, that you will get an additional bonus weekly episode as well as access to all of our episodes without ads. This is a great way to support our podcast and make it sustainable for us. You can slide into our DMs, send us your favorite relationship meme, but most importantly, you can submit your questions about all matters of the heart at justbreakuppod.com, which is also where you can get our merchandise. Please remember to like, follow, subscribe, give us a five-star rating and review and this literally keeps our mics on and helps us reach more brokenhearted souls who need two random strangers giving them relationship advice. Just Break Up is a production of Duvid Media, original music, recording, editing, producing all magical things by our good friend Spencer Worth Davis. Make sure to check out his music and podcasts. And remember, everyone in the world, everyone around us is going through their own journey and struggles. And we don't always know what is on their plate. But the thing is, we don't have to have all of the answers. We don't have to know what someone is struggling with. We don't have to solve their problems. And their emotions are not our responsibility. All we can do is work to secure ourselves, our sense of purpose, our sense of empathy, and be ready to ready to face what comes. And if all else fails, just break up. <laughs>